welcome to the regular exclusive podcast with Jace and Renee. And we've got some stuff to talk about this week. Before we even get started, I just wanted to let you know. Oh boy. I said in our uh, most recent episode at this point, the Twilight episode, that as much as we like ragged on that movie, I was talking about, you know, it's still fun watch. And I'm like, this makes me want to watch all of them. And I did that in a single fucking day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I skipped New Moon because fuck that movie. I can't handle it. There's no Robert Pattinson. But I watched Eclipse all the way through Breaking Dawn Part (laughs) 2. Wow. And how, how do you feel? I feel great. It was wonderful. I I mean, as much as I was still making fun of the movies and the baby CGI still upsets me, I I just had a great time and it really felt like just perfect for this time of year. So I recommend it, honestly, like as as much as I love to make fun of those movies, they're still fun. I'll go back to them. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I know. I just wanted to get that out of the way to confirm that what I thought would happen did in fact happen. And I don't (laughs) regret it. So let's talk about something maybe a little better this week. Yeah. So this isn't related to anything I watched, but I learned something this week and wanted to share it with you. Um, I was talking with a friend who overheard a conversation um, at his work and uh the people in this conversation are in a very different level of wealth. And so I learned that there is a level of wealth. I never even thought I could understand. Um, Did you know that you can in some way buy a whale? No, I did not. You can purchase a fucking whale. People don't fact check me. I don't know all the details. I just overheard you can buy a whale. And I'm like, I have so many questions. Are you telling me, are you sure it's not code for something even more rich than that? I mean, it could be that. It could be literally buying a whale. It could be like sponsoring whale. I'm not sure. I just heard you can buy a whale. Maybe they mean like, like, you know, sometimes people will say, oh, like that's, you know, a real whale because it's like a big thing. So it's like, oh, that's a whale of a client or a whale of a project. Yeah. I thought like crypto. I know there's whales in that. Gross. Is there? It's well, it's a term. It's not literal, but like I just it sounded like they meant a literal whale. And so like I just had questions. I'm like, can you insure a whale? That's got to be expensive. Do you air tag it? Like, can you look it up on satellite where it's at at any time? You can do that with that. They do that on Shark Week. That's how they I know about with the tracking all the sharks. They, they put those tags on them. I know like organizations do that, but I just didn't know a a single person could do that. If you're rich, I kind of have always just assumed, like, if you're like, fuck you, rich, you can literally <laughs> do whatever you want. Like, there's just, I mean, anything you could probably imagine, you could probably fucking do for yourself. Pull off somehow. There's somebody out there who'd be crazy enough to do it. That's just, now I have a new tier. There's there's rich, there's fuck you, rich. There's, I own a whale, rich. Yeah, and then there's like, fuck you, Elon Musk. I bought Twitter for no purpose, rich. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, I just had wanted to share that. That is interesting. I'm going to look into it because I feel like I'd be pretty sick to own a whale. <laughs> New life goal. <laughs> well, one thing that uh, you watched a little while ago and I caught up on this week that we're going to talk about is Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Took you long enough. I know it's been busy, but, you know, for, for anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, I mean, we're, we might talk about spoilers. Who knows? So at your own you know, caution or just skip to the main part. But um, this was great. This anthology series was great. Yeah. On Netflix, a really good clearance rate for most anthologies. There's usually only like one or two standouts or like really good at like things and everything else is kind of middling Yeah, in typical anthologies. It's just hard to have a good balance, but this one felt really strong all the way across the board. Do you think so too? Yeah, I would say, all of the episodes are above average. There's one episode that is just very average. And I think it, I hope it's the same one that I think, because I agree with that statement. But mine is definitely the Ron Weasley episode. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> the episode seven, uh, or no, no, episode six, Dreams in the Witch House. Yeah, Dreams in the Witch House, which H.P. Lovecraft story. I heard that it's like actually a sick story. It has nothing to do with the sister. That's not even a part of it which I feel like would have been more interesting. 
And, and who was the director for that one? Catherine Hardwick Johnson, I believe, is now her name. She's okay. the one who directed Twilight, and she's crazily she's married to Aaron Taylor Johnson. All right. So maybe her name is Catherine Hardwick Taylor Johnson. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. So that that's the only one that was meh. It was. It was very average. It had some like, I don't know, like Twilight meets Harry Potter meets Lion Witch in the Wardrobe type stuff going on. Yeah, it just and, felt very childlike and not very interesting. Yeah, but anyways, all of these are really good. They're the cool thing about these is that every every story is a different director, so they all feel you know very different and have very different styles. But yeah, I I enjoyed all of them a lot. So, what was your favorite? If I can ask. I know you have a way you want to do this, right? Uh, yeah, so we can start with the favorites. Okay. Um, oh, real quick, before we get that, this is also the first time I've ever heard Guillermo del Toro talk, and it was jarring. Mm-hmm. It, it was like a Mike Tyson kind of situation. I did not expect him to sound like that. I, I don't. I just ex- expected him to have like a deep kind of rugged voice because he just does weird, creepy things. I don't know. But then he just starts talking about Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. he's got a very thick accent, but I just feel like he totally had the charisma. And he's like one thing I did want to mention that I felt like he was a great host. And I loved his like all the different cabinets, which I saw on Twitter. He like said that, you know, some of them, a lot of them were practical stuff. And like mm-hmm. some of it was CGI, just little parts, which is super cool. But I thought he had totally like the Rod Serling thing down, introducing us into a little story. And I loved how they had a little like sculpture for yeah. each of the directors. And so, okay. So my favorite episode I was very surprised that this was my favorite episode, The Outside. The Outside, really? I loved it. The The main actress in it, um, I mean, she's also, I love her. She's from the late seasons of Scrubs, and she's great. I thought she looked familiar, but I could not place her. But yet she's great. And that, I mean, that whole episode, you know, is about the beauty industry and like how we think that there's something wrong and that these products will fix us and all this stuff. And I don't know. I just, I really just enjoyed the whole thing and just the entire uh, development just made sense to me. Like how she started and then the late night commercials like started poking at her and then they really started to get in her head. And Mm -hmm. I thought the development just made a ton of sense. I also loved all of the cinematography for the episode and like the opening scene, like the cameras rolling around the cul-de-sac and then it goes to the window and then it goes through the window. And I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. I I really enjoyed it. I agree. I thought that that one was really well done. And I thought it was like the most non horror out of all of them, but it like worked still like it definitely like all the other ones had more like scarier things that they had involved Mm -hmm. with them or like unsettling. Whereas that one was more of like, I was like, what is this going to be like? Like, I kind of know. But then I'm also like, I can't wait to see like what happens and like the whole thing. And also Dan Stevens says like the guy on the TV was amazing. Oh, yeah. He's so good. He's so funny. I think he's like really hilarious, honestly. It was it was a, it was a full blown thriller and it gave me like hardcore Requiem for a Dreams vibe. Yeah, totally. It was more like a mind fuck, not yeah. like a. But it, yeah, the other ones just had more like unsettling vibes and everything. Mm-hmm. So this one was like a real like I was like, is this the same show? Kind of <laughs> yeah. But I was like, just as engaged. So yeah. I totally agree with you. That was definitely one of my like favorites. I just I did not expect that message to to resonate with me. You yeah. know, because like skin products and all this stuff like bald white guy, like it's not really I'm not the target demographic. But yeah, like I just really was engaged to the whole thing and the entire episode i just kept thinking it puts the lotion on the skin yeah i know i'm proud of you for that being your first, your number one though like because there's a lot of really good options you know what was your favorite i think my favorite is definitely going to be the autopsy oh that was so good just because i thought i felt like i was the most engaged with that one but i would say it's a really it's a like a hand toss for me between that and the viewing okay I want to I, I want to come back to the viewing. The viewing is the same director as um, Mandy. I have not seen that yet, but okay. Now I'm def- now I'm definitely going to watch Mandy. Yeah, me too. Um, but that one I felt like engaged the whole time, even though it wasn't like super like action packed. It was more like you know, I don't know. It was like the the mysterious nature of it and like wondering what's going to happen. 
Like the viewing is definitely not as scary. I felt like the out the autopsy was like a really cool detective like mm-hmm. mystery, you know. And I'm just always here for that. Felt very much like the Empty Man when he's like doing that whole detective thing. David Pryor. The autopsy was the one that I had the highest expectations for because of David Pryor. You, you and I both love The Empty Man. It's so good, dude. I'm going to buy it. It's on Prime. Yeah, but the autopsy was so good. And it went to like a really scary place and really fucked up like alien shit that I had no idea was coming. But I was like, I kind of was getting like a supernatural creature vibe, like of whatever. But I didn't think it would be like a fucking alien inside of the guy. And the guy who was like possessed by the alien was like giving a really good performance. Um, I thought he was great. And I know uh, the main guy, um, I think his name is F. Murray Abraham, the actor. He was wonderful as the guy doing the autopsy. And it was just like a really like incredible episode. I want like, I need more of it. I, I want more from David Pryor in general, but I love the story. I thought it was really fascinating. I was fully expecting the autopsy to be really, really scary. And like it, it's scary in a weird way though yeah it was scary in a very different way it was but it was like very surprising so the next movie i wanted to hear from you was what was the most surprising movie but the most surprising movie for me was the autopsy because it was totally different than what i was expecting it to be and the whole dynamic between the alien and the guy and like that whole situation and also just like all the dialogue that was happening between them. I just wasn't expecting that. And yeah. it was great. I know. And I just felt, yeah, it was really smart. And I just felt like the, like I loved the little twist at the end, like when he like killed himself in all those ways so that the thing wouldn't be able to live. It was just fucking great. And it was, I thought it, it was more existential horror by the end of it. And it was mm-hmm. just like kind of, it felt very Lovecraft to me. Um, some more so than some of the other ones, but I would say I expected that one to be fucking excellent. And it was, um, for me, the most surprising one I think is going to be the viewing. Did you like that one? I fucking loved it. It was amazing. The whole, the whole thing up until the end, I'm like, was this directed by Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. Like it felt like kill bill, like just the, the, all the conversations and like, it, it reminded me of Tar- Tarantino because like they weren't having like a one subject conversation. They were talking like they were just jumping around between topics like normal conversation. And like Tarantino does that better than anybody. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah. was just like, this is amazing. And then like, yeah, all the all like the lighting and like it was fuzzy. Like it it felt like an old movie. It was a real vibe. And I was like, also that those that cocaine with like the glitter like blue <laughs> stuff in it i was like i want to be doing those drugs and like drinking that shit and like i just i wanted to be there like that was fucking incredible it was great and then we got to see our favorite part of the mummy 2017 the actual mum- the mummy she was yeah. great in this i know this really turned me around on her not that i had a problem with her i thought she was good in the mummy but she's the only good part <laughs> yeah definitely was not tom cruise but she was great in this. I felt like all of it was just like really good. I love the main guy. I didn't look up any of their names, but uh, the main guy who's like hosting the party. Yeah. I also loved Eric Andre. I thought <laughs> he, was, he great. was fucking great. And then I forget what her name is. I think it's like Charlotte something. The chick from like she's in she's in like Knocked Up and the professor, the girl. Yeah. Yeah. The, she's like the scientist. Yeah. They were all really good. I usually don't think she's that funny, so I liked that she they that they didn't play her as funny, and I thought she was better and like yeah. actually funny. Um, but I also love Steve Ag. I loved him in Peacemaker, and I thought he was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into like because the whole time you're like, I was like, this is like a, like a really long time of like I'm having the most fun ever, but like what is like what is this? yeah. And it was just in, re- really weird and a real mood. That's how I felt. It was great. I. I did not know what was going to happen. There's several of these that I'm like, I don't know where this is going and I'm really okay with it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know like any of the like stories that they were based off. It was funny to me how like the first two episodes were basically the same story. It was like a guy who's not great and like robs from people and whatever. And then like gets fucked over by the shit that he's like trying to rob or whatever. Right. Yeah. So that was like the first two. But then I felt like, I did like the one with uh, the guy from Westworld, Pikmin's model, and with Crispin Glover. 
Yeah. I loved seeing him again. I feel like I haven't seen him in forever. <laughs> yeah. And he was perfect. He was super he was... creepy, as always. Yeah, that one was good. That one was I was a little confused by, but then like I got it. And I'm the whole time I was watching, I was just like, man, I really don't get art. But I really like this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Art is a weird thing. But then, yeah, at the end, you're like, oh, shit, these things are real. It's like, of yeah. course, like this is fucked up. But like, I don't want to be near this guy. All right. So my last question for you, because the viewing is my answer for this. Oh, OK. Which of these stories would you want to see a sequel for? Like, I want to see the viewing, the alien thing in the city. I want to see that. Yeah, I want to. I want them to like go full grindhouse with it and just get nuts with it. Apparently, that's like a lot of what Mandy is. So, like, I think I need to watch that and just it might feel like a spiritual sequel. <laughs> but also, I I agree with you. The viewing is probably the one I would want a sequel for. If not, I'm trying to think of like the autopsy because I'd love to know what the cop guy does when he gets there and like after he sees all that shit because it's like what the fuck. And thankfully, he does have it on the tape, but. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, honestly, besides the witch one, I think almost all of these I'd be down. <laughs> I did also shout out to Graveyard Rats. I thought that one was fun because I loved all the practical effects. I, I think that across the board, all of these use that and I really appreciated it. That one surprised me a lot, too, because at the very beginning of it, I'm like, I don't know if if I'm going to enjoy this one. But then like by the end of it, I'm like, all right, this is pretty pretty uh compelling i like it like underground stuck tight corners and then the giant ratch i'm like that's a huge bitch <laughs> yeah exactly the practical effects really got me and the director vincenzo natale he did in the tall grass mm. and then the movie i think it's a like cube or something it's like these people trapped in like some puzzle thing mm. and i really like him as a director so i was i was looking forward to his and i just i love it when i see practical effects that always so shout out to that show for really leaning into that. I know it's a Guillermo del Toro thing. So I hope they do another season of it. I hope they do too. Give that guy all the money he has. He released this week a really fucking cool clip of his like a CGI test from ILM from 10 years ago for like his In the Mountains of Madness movie from Lovecraft. It ended up not going forward, but it was fucking sick. And everyone's like, why are you showing us this? Like, this is so annoying. We Please, somebody make this. So nice. Just love him. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and then let's get into Don't Worry, Darling. Welcome to the Victory Project. We're all here because we believe in the mission. What are we doing? Changing, Changing the, the world. world. What are we doing? Changing, Changing the, the world. world. All right. Let's talk about Don't Worry, Darling. Because, I mean, I had a lot of worries going into this movie just based off the response that it got. Mm -hmm. people were talking about like this was the next um the mummy <laughs> yeah. 2017 the mummy yeah. was the next one <laughs> let's be clear i'm never talking about like if i ever talk about the mummy in a negative way it is not the brendan Fraser <laughs> one of course it is the tom cruise one and yes i'm still mad that you made me watch that but yeah, this movie had the expectation that like it was going to be that bad for sure. I thought that that was like, that's what everyone made it sound like. Yeah, like it has like a 38 on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, you can never fully tell. I like a lot of movies that are rotten on there. Yeah, but also yeah, same here. But also it does like, I mean, this doesn't seem like a movie that would be like super hated by the critics when you see like what it's what it looks like and what it's about. Yeah, it's weird. It seems like a, the type of movie that that rotten tomatoes would love but the the press and all of the media around this movie it seems like more people just latched on to all of the drama which boy was the drama delicious i just consumed it like a buffet it was amazing it's like i can't even say like oh god those people who did that it's like i was front and center ready for more like just all about it and i hate to admit it just i think it's because of florence Pugh and her badass attitude towards everything she yeah. just didn't give a fuck and now it's like she was already like a queen and now she's just even more of a fucking like she's an icon she's the queen she's the queen of it. miss flow i mean if that's not the greatest thing in the world you know we all know olivia wilde is really the one in the doghouse at the end of this I know mm -hmm. we're all still not okay with Shia LaBeouf because <laughs> he was originally cast. Yeah. And then she said that they, you know, she fired him because of he was too aggressive, his working style, and also the allegations when 
he then showed up with receipts like, uh, bitch, no. He had like a voice memo. No, it was a video. Yeah. It vid- was a video, video message from her. And she, that's where we got the, she said, if Miss Flo can get past her issues. And then the craziest part is that like a Tumblr account linked like text messages between Florence Pugh and Shia LaBeouf. And there was like nothing, like no issues at all. They were like totally nice to each other and like <laughs> happy to work together. So it sounds like Olivia Wilde was kind of the problem. And then... She also was dating Harry Styles, and that was kind of weird. It sounds like, from what I saw, Harry Styles, she originally wanted to have him, and then he couldn't because he was going to go on tour. 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 <laughs> tour. Tour. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> tour. Sorry. Tour. Like, <laughs> like, every time you say that now, I'm just going to think, whore. <laughs> whore. The tour whore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Didn't mean to derail you, but I could not get past that without yeah. saying something. So yeah, then COVID happened and it ended the the tour. And stop. <laughs> Just talk normal, please. <laughs> I can't. So COVID happened. And so then suddenly his availability was wide open. So it seems like Olivia Wilde was trying to push out. Shia LaBeouf so that she could get her boy Harry Styles and that she was blaming it on Florence Pugh in the videos instead of like it was her so then it's just this whole thing that just really looks bad on her and she's the one that dug it back up because this was like you know a couple like a year or two ago like 2020 when that happened and so she just did an interview in August like ahead of the movie coming out like I think it was a Vanity Fair profile and she like said that that's why it was like a woman's thing. Like, you know, she wanted the, the set to feel safe. That's why she got rid of him and all this stuff. And he's like, bitch, I have the receipts. <laughs> and yeah, honestly, it's just like super awkward. But Florence Pugh just handled all this like a fucking bro and just like didn't give a shit. Didn't do any press. I mean, mm-hmm. she's been filming Dune, but also like she's very professional. She's like, sorry, Dune. You know, yeah, just, I'm not available. She's just great, and I love that she's just been rising above it all. So, I mean, yeah, I feel like the drama was like, I mean, I don't know for other people, but for me, I was like, well, now I have to see this movie. I think you, I think you and I are weird in that way, in that all the drama, we were just like, we have to see this movie now. And it seems like everyone else, everyone else is just like, oh, there's so much drama. I'm not gonna I mean, see this. it was the same thing that like when Mr. and Mrs. Smith came out, I'm like, I was on, Jen- I'm, I love Jennifer Aniston, but I was like, I got to see this movie. This is the one where they fell in love and he chose her over Jennifer Aniston. I have to know what, what his problem is. I just, it, the drama intrigues me. I can't, I can't help it. You gave up Jennifer Aniston for this movie. <laughs> Not for this movie, but... Or sorry, because of this movie. Oh, well, technically I have... She was my, like, most recent, like, or always my female, like, crush. Like, if I was, like, one chick that I was just like, I fucking love her. Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. And now, Florence Pugh has just knocked her out of the park. It's it's definitely Florence Pugh. Flo. Yeah, Miss Flo. Oh, boy. I, I have to say, the the three hours or four hours of the internet when the world thought that Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine was like, I enjoyed every second of that. <laughs> like, I know, but it's like the minute I saw it, I'm just like, is this where we are as a society? There's like 1500 articles and like tweets and comments about Harry Styles supposedly spitting on him. It's like, come on, we all know that that's not true. And also it's hilarious to think about though. And and Chris Pine was like a real mood at that press conference. Oh yeah. Like he just was so (laughs) iconic too. Him and Florence Bue have really just taken the high road on all this and they look great here. They they really came out on top and like, they are the best parts of the movie. Exactly. And they're the winners of all the press. Like they just somehow they just won all of this. (laughs) I'm convinced dude, Florence Pugh, like, I mean, I think she could just, she could do a movie alone, like a castaway. She let's give it to her. She's basically almost doing that in this movie. Uh, I would watch that. I would watch anything with her at this point. (laughs) She could do anything. I think I'm sorry. This isn't the Florence Pugh show, but maybe it should be. But yeah, so there's a lot of drama around this movie. And usually I feel like 
when there's that much drama, like there's a ton of press for this movie. And, you know, there's that whole saying, there's no such thing as bad press. In this case, there was. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. Did it help? Because I think it still made money. No. It did not? No. Oh, well. I mean, I, I guess it did. It did okay. We should start probably with an introduction of it, but yeah. Yeah. So here, yeah, let's just jump into that. So came out just a couple months ago. Budget for this movie was about twenty million. And the gross for the US was forty four million. And like for a movie to make any money, it essentially has to double its budget. So like this thing barely has made any money. It did a little bit better worldwide, but like I don't think there's any plans of it just barely making its money back. Well, I mean, it is also like it was COVID. We don't know what's going on. You know, there's a whole different now with streaming. Who knows? Maybe it'll, I'm sure it'll do great on HBO Max, which is where it's going to be as of tomorrow, I believe. Maybe. I mean, that's just not how they measure the success from a box office standpoint. Yeah. OK, so but it wasn't a total failure. It's not like it didn't make at least its budget back. Yeah. Or double. So yeah. barely, it barely passed, but you know what? Whatever. <laughs> but I think you and I both agree that we were pleasantly surprised when we watched this movie. We actually really enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed it. I just got done watching it for a second time. It was delightful. <laughs> I I went into it with the lowest of, ex- of expectations, just based off everything I've heard. Yeah. Mummy expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. Like I was going into it literally like, I just want to see Chris. Chris Pine and Florence Pugh. Like I heard they're great. They're, they're the only reason I watch it. It was really, it was a really fun, good movie. There's definitely some unanswered questions that I have, but overall, like me and Sarah watched it. We're, we're just sitting there just like, this was actually a good movie. Why are people just shitting on it? It's because like, I mean, a lot of people too are like, Oh, like pointing out all the issues with like Olivia Wilde and shit, like as a director, but it's like, and like being unprofessional with all this stuff, but it's like, do you know how many male directors have done this over our lifetime and like no stories about them? And like, I don't know. I just feel like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, so maybe it's a little unfair. I mean, she did kind of act pretty sketchy and like kind of bitchy, but like, I honestly thought I would hate this movie and that I would just really not like her anymore after all this stuff. But I mean, I even liked her in the movie. I thought she was great. Yeah, she was really I good. I think she's a great director. Honestly, I really love her work. I mean, yeah, we both agree Booksmart is a banger. Incredible. Such a great movie. So good. And this one, I had no clue that this movie was a thriller. <laughs> yes, this is this is actually I, I want you to explain what you thought and like why you thought this, because I feel like maybe you watched it like the best way possible. Like if the rest <laughs> of the world had maybe watched it this way. Maybe we all like could agree that it's actually a good movie. For all of the drama that I was keeping up with and consuming, I had never actually learned anything about what the movie was about. Of course not. So like at the end of watching it and then like learning, you know, part of the way through, I'm like, this is a thriller. I was like, oh, I would not have guessed that Olivia (laughs) Wilde was going to make a thriller. So like. If anything, maybe that I give her a little bit of leeway just because it's a different genre than that. And so, like, that's where a lot of my questions kind of revolve around the thriller thing. But, yeah, so I 100% thought that this movie, just from, like, the pictures, it's, like, in the 50s, it's very, like, stylized. I definitely thought this was, like, a period piece, like La La Land or something, but, like, not a musical. Exactly. Well, the, and you didn't watch the trailer. So you're like, you didn't see that, like, they pretty much give away the fact that it's like this dystopian, like, weird, yeah. there's something weird going on. But it's like, I think that you, like, everyone, sh- like, if the trailer didn't show all that stuff and just maybe barely hinted at some shit, like the eggs breaking yeah. and, like, the glass pushing her up against the wall, because that's like crazy fucking shit. Yeah. But, like, I feel like when that happens in the movie, it's like, oh, yeah, I saw that in the trailer. Nowadays, I feel like I have to say that all the time, so I'm just not as excited. It's cool to show some stuff, but, like, the cast in this movie and the way how good it looks, like, you could have sold this without giving away anything. Oh, yeah. Just list the names of the people in it and show a shot of Florence Pugh dancing in one of those dresses. Done. 
Oh, the opening it's the opening scene of the movie and the opening scene of the trailer where they're doing the game with the cups on their head. Yeah. I love that scene. Like Me it's too. just like a party. Like they look like they're having a good time. And like I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be a, an interesting period, like period piece about that time. And like the movie is is gorgeous like it looks great like i hope it's like nominated for some awards like production design cinematography too i thought all this stuff like it just it looked great it looked and felt like the 50s everything about it and it looked so like um just so beautiful and i mean florence Pugh is beautiful but she looked just incredibly beautiful in this movie and every single shot even when she smushed up against the glass but I, yeah, I wish that more people, I wish I could have seen it the way you did. I think it sounds like way cooler because it doesn't give it away until like what, 20, 30 minutes in that there's something kind of weird going on. Yeah. There's like little hints of it. And then, th- then things start getting weird. And so like you and I last week, we, we reviewed Barbarian mm-hmm. and like that movie just is a, a snowball of what the fuck. <laughs> and, yep. And this movie, because I just, had no clue what I was watching. <laughs> it kind of weirdly had a, a similar effect where I'm like, oh, period piece. These are hit and miss. You know, we'll see what's going on. And then like the first thing happens and I'm just like, wait, wait a second. What what kind of movie is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, for real. So here, how about how about we how about we jump over into spoilers? Now we're at the point. That's about all I can say about the movie without the spoilers, because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of questions and a lot of cool things to point out. Yeah, so if you made it this far and you haven't and you don't know anything about the movie, that this this is a good way to watch the movie. And me and Renee both really enjoyed it. It's a it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's an interesting movie. And you should watch it. But yep. spoiler warning, now we'll get into this. So the moment where I realized that I didn't know what I was watching. <laughs> yeah, when was it? I mean, there's little things that kind of lead you up to it, you know, like the egg, there's the ballet, there's all the stuff about like control and the the neighbor girl that they're their old friend who's like losing her mind yeah. and the doctor's coming over. But I think it was really it was when the neighbor killed herself. Yeah. And I was like, she like slits her own throat. And I'm like, okay, this is a full blown horror scene. What? What is, is this Midsommar again? <laughs> it, it was at that moment I Google the movie. I, don't worry, darling. And then just right there, don't worry, darling. Horror thriller. And I'm like, how did I not know this? Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was a period piece. This yeah. is pretty exciting. <laughs> I wish all of them were like that. <laughs> and so, like, then the rest of the movie, I'm just like, I don't know what to expect. What's going on? <laughs> I kind of love that, though. I feel like that's like the exciting part about it is like, I mean, I didn't know what the twist would be from the trailers. I just knew that there was like it felt like almost like um, like the Truman Show or like kind of Stepford Wives where mm-hmm. I was like, are they just brainwashed? What's the deal? Yeah. Stuff like that. So I love the idea that you just didn't even know it was a thriller <laughs> of any sort and that there's something fucked up like the world is fucked up. Yeah, I think that's pretty funny. And but I was curious, just like with the whole like possible other casting, because a, a lot of people were talking about like Harry Styles and Florence Pugh in this movie and how they didn't like their chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I thought that they had good chemistry. Yeah, I thought they were fine. It wasn't bad. I thought it totally worked. But yeah. like, I'm curious how different the movie would have been if Shia LaBeouf had played Jack. I thought they were fine. I was actually really surprised at how little the movie leaned on Harry Styles. I was really glad. I was I was too. I was... With all the men in general, like they're barely in it compared to like they're not in it in any scenes without the women. Well yeah, like well like Harry Styles does not have to carry any weight in the movie. Like every scene that Chris Pine is in, like Chris Pine is carrying it. Well, him and Florence are basically carrying it on their back. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like him and Flo, him and Flo are yeah. 
they are just together, hand in hand, carrying this movie, and yeah. then everyone else is just kind of there along for the ride. But like, they're they're still good. But yeah, yeah. I do feel like I I'm curious. I think Shia LaBeouf's a better actor, obviously, but. Mm. I, I'd be curious. I think he probably would have made it, maybe, maybe would have elevated the movie a little bit too, kind of like Chris Pine and uh, Florence Pugh, just like giving it their all and really committing and being excellent. Oh, just yeah. like without them, it's like this movie wouldn't be as good. It's literally because of Florence and Chris. Without those two, it's just an okay movie. Yeah, I agree. And the first thing that Sarah said after the movie ended. Wow, feedback right away. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, I think the podcast is having an effect on her. <laughs> the first thing that she said was, um, she's like, D- I don't condone Shia LaBeouf in any way, mm-hmm. but I think he would have been better than Harry Styles. Yeah, I agree. Same, same exact, perfect wording. Yeah. She's like, Shia LaBeouf is an actor. He's a, he's, he's crazy, but like, he's an actor. Yeah. And he would have been better than Harry Styles in that role. Yeah. Like he would have brought something different and he he probably would have had better chemistry. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but again, it's like Florence Pugh, I just expected their chemistry to be worse, I guess, because people yeah. were just there was a lot of people talking about it. And I was like, I really didn't think it was bad. And I didn't think he was bad. I thought he was totally fine. He did yeah. exactly what he needed to do. But like, I mean, honestly, if you think about it, Florence Pugh could have fucking chemistry with a rock. And like, we'd all be watching that movie going, that rock is fucking into her, man. That rock wants her. That's why she needs to have her own castaway movie because Flo and Wilson, we're all crying. We're crying. We're crying, man. <laughs> I mean, I would be. I, I want to cry just looking at her. She's so beautiful. I was I was thinking throughout the whole movie. I mean, like, it would be weird for Harry Styles. Like, Harry Styles is not a, an actor. He's, he's, a, he's a musician. So it must have been super awkward for him to have super like sexual scenes with Florence Pugh while his girlfriend is directing like behind the camera. Like it'd be weird, especially like when he's going down on her in the kitchen. I mean, you would think, but who wouldn't want to go down on Florence Pugh? That's what I think. Uh, well, t- that's not the question. Okay. It's- <laughs> I'm just saying it's the truth. And anyways, I do think I, I feel like he's just very open with his sexuality and very free with it and very comfortable with it. Like, I'm sure that he like they probably fucked right after that. Who wouldn't? <laughs> probably. You know who did have some great chemistry? Hmm. Was Flo and Chris Pine. Yes, they did. That was some tension. He's using all of us. Do you even know what the Vinci Project actually is? Have you ever asked? Do you? Is that why you went out there to headquarters? That dinner scene, just like them going head to head. I was, I was like so into that scene me too that was like one of my favorites i'm just like i mean anytime he was on screen i was just like oh i love chris pine i think he's the best actor of all the famous chrises you know they're always like which one's the best and everyone was like we can all agree chris bratt's the worst (laughs) she's just kind (laughs) of fucked but like i think we can all agree chris pine is the best actor i love him in wonder woman I do too. He was like, he was so good. And he has incredible chemistry with Gal Gadot. Yeah. So, and Chris Pine, this whole movie, he's just eye fucking everyone. I like, know. He's just, he's just got the glare. Like I'm, there was like a couple scenes where like he looked right at the camera for a second. I'm like, oh, oh Chris, <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> I know. Like the way he's like looking at Florence Pugh, you're like, dude, yeah, I'd be fucking freaked out too. I'd be turned on, but I'd be freaked out. <laughs> Well, like that scene when Flo and and Harry Styles are fucking again, uh, fucking in his room, and yeah. he just walks up and just stares at him. Just like, yeah, Jesus, that was like really upsetting. But they also have sex so much in this movie; it's like he can't get enough of her pussy. <laughs> Florence pussy. <laughs> like it sounds gross. It makes it sound like ugh, but. Yeah. I mean, he's into her this movie. I mean, why not? This is every man's fucking dream. When I was watching this movie, I'm like, I feel like most, this is pretty realistic. Most every man in the world would probably say, ideal scenario? Yeah, this might be it. I made a roast. Mm -hmm. What else? Mashed potatoes. at the door with a drink 
right when you get home. She's dressed to the nines, full hair and makeup. Five course meals. I mean, isn't this every man's dream sex on the table? It's just, and then she stays home cleaning all day and preparing for you again. It's the whole thing. I mean, I I just feel like, of course, this is, I feel like every man, this, it, this is probably already going on is what I think. This is just a slight deviation, but I have to put this thought out there. When they had the sex scene where they like threw all the food off the table and stuff, I weirdly thought, well, that's irresponsible. <laughs> How old are you? It's like, that's wasteful. <laughs> that looked delicious. <laughs> that That's exactly what Nolan said when we were watching it, too. He was like, oh, look at all the food. I'm like, oh, come on. You wouldn't throw the food on the table or the floor for Florence Pugh? Pusey? <laughs> You wouldn't throw all that shit on the in the fucking garbage just for some pusey? Yeah. Okay. I'd give it all for the pusey. <laughs> it's going to be a new thing, guys. <laughs> I'm sure she'll love it. <laughs> Hashtag pusey. No, don't do it. We can't hurt the queen that way. She's wonderful. She doesn't deserve it. We're told what we remember until we try to remember things that they want us to forget. Like Margaret. Alice. No. Jack. It's okay. I'm curious to hear where she's going with this. All right. So to to bring us back to the to the you know to the important things. And, yeah, that you took uh, us away from. Sorry, I had it's wasteful food. I just I want to make sure that everyone knows don't waste your food. Eat it. Okay. It's okay. Uh, Every woman knows that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Okay, we know. Unless you have Pusey. Even, yeah, I guess that's, he doesn't care. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> this, like this world being the male dream. So again, me not knowing what this movie was about, that twist was, was pretty out there. I wasn't expecting it. And I actually thought it was pretty interesting. Me too. I don't, I feel like it made sense. Actually, I thought it fit perfectly. I mean, I I wasn't expecting this to be in the metaverse, but, you know, like... Uh, yeah, I know. I was expecting it to be more of like a Stepford Wives where they're like brainwashed kind of deal. Yeah. Versus like actually, you know, in a virtual... I mean, basically, in at, by the end, I was like, this is the female version of The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's like basically that, but she doesn't get to like... I mean, it's the same thing. Nobody gets to choose. And there's just a lot more sexism, but that's like, mm. obviously, that's what would happen in the female version. Instead of instead of robots enslaving mankind, it's men enslaving their wives to be the ideal image of what they think they should be. Yeah. I mean, I think... I, lo I love the twist. I thought it worked. And like the fact that like she doesn't have any consent in the matter, it just all felt very realistic. And like, especially with where we're at now like it was definitely like people were like we get it the 50s were sexist but it's like yeah but it's also saying like all of these men would kill to go back to that in a second you know what yeah. i mean and like what that would really mean and i don't know i just feel like this movie is very similar i don't know if you've seen it yet but don't look up very similar movie where like people were so like shitting on it because it was like the cool thing to do at the time but really it's like this wasn't meant to be like the best picture Oscar winner of the year. This same with fucking don't look up. And it was like, people were like, it's too on the nose. And it's like, yeah, but like, it's a satire. Like, or it's like pointing something out. Doesn't have, not every movie has to be the most original, like important idea of all time. Yeah. And I, I mean, again, thinking this movie was a period piece, it was very interesting <laughs> to learn that there was a sci-fi element to this. <laughs> you have a very unique like take on this movie. I love it. It's very, very funny. I was fascinated the whole movie. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell is going on? But yeah, like, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, when when I, when all the pieces started coming together, the first thing I thought was like, oh, guys are going to really have a problem with this movie and be like, oh, we're the villains again and all this stuff. And the first thought that I had is just like, as a guy, everyone, please shut up. It's not weird to be the villain in a movie it, in multiple movies i mean the russians and the germans have been the villains for movies for like 30 years through the the 80s to the two, 2010s and so i'm sure they're sick of it too you know but like there's some truth to it there's obviously some level of like segment of people who 
want this to actually kind of be true. That's where this is rooted in. You don't have to take everything as an attack to you. Yes, thank you. And like, I thought it was actually really clever how they set this up of like, they took modern day people and like, uh, Flo was a was a doctor. She was a surgeon. Mm-hmm. She made more money than Harry Styles. It's like he was emasculated. And... You're so late. I thought you were going to be home by 10. Uh-huh. So did I. So you ran really long. Well, I'm starving. I haven't eaten. Why not? I wasn't sure what you wanted, and you never text me back the worst kind of guy he really does they they had to make him ugly but like it worked i felt like he was like ugh. basically all these guys are really toxic bros in real life yeah just put up this vr facade of like being the perfect 50s man yeah and i i thought that whole setup was actually really good and really interesting like it's like yeah we we just made this whole fake world in this time period where this was the norm where everything you wanted was the norm. And so like, let's escape to that. And then the, the idea that when they go to work, no one knows what they're doing and all this stuff in the victory project, it's them leaving the reality to actually go and work to pay for all this stuff. I was like, wow, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought that that was a cool way to twist it. I thought that the twist might be stupid as well, like before we got to it. And then I was like, oh, that's actually really like, on the nose and like really like very true this is probably what the fuck would happen but also it feels like it's like set in the future in general it's not necessarily like this year it feels more like like 15 years in the future yeah and it's like this is more of a thing but also i just think people are just again maybe they're expecting too much book smart was really great but it wasn't like best picture winner like why were they expecting that out of this movie i know that has a great cast but like just calm down (laughs) Calm down. I know. Just calm I down. I can never say that without <laughs> thinking about that fucking sketch, man. This reminds me of why you and I love horror movies and we love sci-fi movies. And like those movies, I mean, unless it's Dune, like they're probably not going to get recognized in that light. But there's a lot of creativity yes. in those genres. And this was a movie that I think kind of tapped into that but because it's olivia wilde because it's florence Pugh, like there was a lot more eyes on oh what is this movie gonna be yeah exactly and so just it kind of was a double-edged sword like it had a lot of press but it had the wrong kind of press because i do think people who likes sci-fi movies and like horror movies they're probably the ones that are going to be like, this is actually a pretty good movie. Exactly. Because we're like, we're, okay, we've seen some fucked up shit to get to this point. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you know, we watch a lot of things. You lower your standards because it's not fun to live with really high standards. I mean, I just think that people with crazy high standards, I mean, it just feels like you're just setting, who wants to be disappointed? You know, mm-hmm. I go in just wait, expecting at the bare minimum, a good time, whether that's like on purpose or because like it's just so bad. But like, you know, whatever, as long as it's fun, as long as I have fun. And I feel like this movie was really, really fun. I do kind of like hate I feel like really bad admitting this, but like I kind of was like, I kind of would love to live there. (laughs) (laughs) Like as fucked up as it is. It looks so good. It looks so nice. If I can look like Florence Pugh, like, let's do it. Or if you can just like be like Olivia Wilde and just be drinking all day, that'd be pretty. I know sweet. she's great, and I I did like the her little twist as well, which I wasn't expecting I that it. she knew about it and she was in it for her kids. So I was like, that's cool. Yeah, I loved that that she was fo- totally aware the whole time. Yeah, and she was there by choice because she lost her kids in the real world, whatever that means, whether they die or were taken from her, or she killed them. Yeah. <laughs> probably (laughs) but yeah she chooses to be there so that she can simulate being a mother i honestly thought that this was like a better season of westworld than like the last three seasons of westworld have been (laughs) kind of yeah a little bit we were like so close to getting a line of like have you ever questioned the nature of your reality (laughs) and it was like i was just expecting it you know but i have one comment that i just think is funny because like i do kind of think the ending car chase is like it's fine, but like I, I don't really 
Like it kind of just makes the red guys look stupid. The guys in the red suits. It is a little little weird how they have them pinched, have her pinched between two cars, and then the other one is coming straight at them. Like so, that was my comment. <laughs> that like, okay, it reminded me of like. So they do this all the time in movies where it's like there's a car, either one or two, on you know both of your sides, and the person driving slams on the brakes, and then the other cars just keep going. Yeah. And like crash or whatever. And so Florence Pugh does that. And I always think of that scene in Pineapple Express when James Trinko's like rescuing Seth Rogen and he's like driving the cop car and the cops like shooting at them and he just slams on the brakes and then she just stops and starts shooting and they're like, What are you doing? And he's like, what the fuck was that? Fuck shit. I'm sorry. I thought you just go past. Why? I don't know. It's so good because it's like, yeah, I would probably if I was ever in for some God fucking reason in a car chase, I imagine that I would have the exact same thing. I'd be like, I would try to do that and it would totally not work because it doesn't make sense. Why would it work? But whatever. I just yeah, it was the, the ending car chase was funny. But my biggest question, I think, has to do with Chris Pine's wife. Is that also one of your questions? Yes. And is it what the fuck? Why? What's her deal? And why did she stab him at the so, end? Yeah, that yeah, that was my question. I was like, wait, so was his, was Chris Pine's wife? Was she the big boss the whole time, or did she kill Chris Pine and now she's the big boss? Stupid, stupid man. It's my turn now. It's my turn now. I'm just like, I don't get that. Yeah, it was a very weird scene to include in the movie when like it does. Maybe it was cut out earlier, earlier scene or something. Yeah, maybe it was like if we never saw that scene, no one's asking any questions. It's like, oh, yeah. he's he's pissed because she got out. But it's like he dies, and it's like, what happens next? Is it setting up a sequel? Yeah, is she like going to take over now? And now it's the women running the show. Yeah, and like we're going to get the female fantasy in here because that's going to be a lot different. That would be an interesting sequel. Yeah. I mean, not that, that please don't make a sequel to this movie. Love you wild. We don't need one. Not that I don't love it. I did have another question that I thought was interesting. All right. Hit me. Hit me. And then I'll, I'll give you mine. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell. I guess the kids are like, you know, they're not real. Right. So they can create people. But I'm like the guy driving the trolley or the little train thing out in the desert. What's his deal? Does he have a cute <laughs> wife to go home to? Or how does he factor in? Does he just get, is he employed? Is he just a robot? Like, I don't know. Is he paying to be a trolley person? <laughs> like, is this what he's always wanted to do with his life? Or is this like, he he does have a cute wife to go home to. Maybe he's part of the guys. I don't know. He seemed like maybe he was a person, but also I could totally see him being like a fucking computer. After learning the reveal, I just assumed anyone who didn't have a wife was just a a ro- like a Sims character, yeah, is basically a non-playable character in games term, like Free Guy. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I thought that that was funny though, because I was just like, I was I was curious about that. I didn't think about that the first time I watched this, but but yeah, honestly, like other than that, I mean, like I guess the other thing is if men die while they're in the simulation, it sounds like they die in real life, but for the women, it's like they wake up at the end. No, I think I think the women die also. Okay. Yeah, I guess I guess so. You're I right. think when Margaret killed herself, like I think she she full on died. They said that they took her and that she's fine, but I think I think you die in the simulation also because like Olivia Wilde told Florence Pugh, like they're gonna come and kill you. That's why she told her she had to get out. You're right. I think I'm just overcomplicating it. I think a lot of people tried to overcomplicate this movie, and that was the problem. I think it's like you can definitely get the message behind it, but like, yeah, the message is clearer than how they executed it. Because I have questions. I mean, I have questions about the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. What are your questions about all that? Before I get to my questions, I wanted to ask you one one thing though. So Nick Kroll is great in this movie. I mean, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, everything he said in the movie, I think was supposed to his character was like supposed to kind of be a dick. Yeah. I mean, every character he I mean, he played the fucking douche on Parks and Rec. I know, but because it's Nick Kroll, I was just laughing. Babbling nonsense right now, and she's pregnant, and so she needs another drink. Get that baby healthy. She should think about the baby. 
I don't think it's supposed to be funny, but like just Nick Kroll's delivery. I was just yeah. laughing at it. No, he's hilarious. I love him. I did think like he was very much like Nick Kroll in the opening scene with that whole like think about the baby. Like <laughs> I thought he was really funny, but like, yeah, I just I guess I felt like he wasn't really that much in the movie after that. I mean, none of the men were, but like he just no. had like little random lines. But I always did laugh when he was on screen, but I was just like it felt weird. I felt like he wasn't really himself the rest of the movie besides that opening scene. But I feel like maybe that's just because I didn't. He's kind of a background character, like extremely background. Yeah. So here's my questions. So the ending, are we just assuming that Florence Pugh wakes up strapped to the bed next to a dead body? Mm-hmm. Which, like, what a bitch way to go with a glass to the head. That's all it takes, you little puss. <laughs> Terry Styles, so. I mean, right? But, like, don't you think it should have at least taken two hits? <laughs> yeah. Shia LaBeouf would have taken two hits. At least four, I think. <laughs> so then my other question was uh, Chris Pine's wife. We already addressed that. So this question revolves primarily around Margaret. And that's like the chick that gets like the neighbor that kills herself. The one who is first like actually knows what's going on. Yeah. So Margaret, they said that Margaret's husband was fired. It's like he was fired. So he's no longer with the company. So then does that mean because Margaret is still there. Does that mean that he they like canceled his subscription, but he still has to pay for her to be there. No, she he was still with her in all those scenes. He was? I mean, he was just at work when she killed herself, but like all the scenes where she was like freaking out about stuff, he was there. Oh. He just didn't really have many lines or say anything or really like no like he wasn't doing anything noticeable. But yeah, oh. he was like in the background or next to her or whatever. I just remember them saying that he was fired, so he's no longer with the company. They say it, like, later, but, like, they say that he's gonna get fired if, like, she keeps acting out this way. Okay, gotcha. Actually, apparently those characters were, like, the the two actors who played them were, like, we were in a lot more of the movie and we got cut out. Yeah, I I heard that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then, so the other question I had was, uh, so when when they reboot Flow... Like the whole electro shock therapy scene. Yeah, I I was wondering that too. I'm like, so is this actually happening, or is this just a visualization of what the resetting process? I think is? so. I think that's what it is. So that that she has something to like glom on to what happened, I guess. But even still, it sounds like she doesn't remember any of that when she wakes up. Because yeah, because it sounds like what actually happens is when you touch the door, you wake up. So it sounds like she woke up and then they had to put her back under. Yeah. And so like when when we learned that, I'm just like, so what was the whole electroshock therapy? Scene? It was just a vision, I think. Uh, and then my last question was was really just like, since the whole thing's a simulation, what were the earthquakes? Like when all the women are shopping and they're like, the earthquake, they got to hold stuff. It's just like, this is just because like, I've seen a bunch of sci-fi stuff where there's earthquakes and then there's like reasons for earthquakes. Yeah. I think it's more of like, just because it's virtual reality that there's like, it's patchy. Yeah. It's, it's unstable. Yeah. Like the, the plane just like going down and like the Wi-Fi went down. <laughs> yeah, basically. Exactly. <laughs> like there's just weird visualizations. Chase, I can't explain it to you. I'm not a technological guy, but there's probably it had to buffer. Yeah, I was buffering for a minute, and then, like, the computer guy's like, I'm sorry, see what? <laughs> like, Jesus, I gotta get home to my wife. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, honestly, I just think that this movie was, like, the female version of The Matrix, and it was, like, realizing that, like, maybe there is some, like, cool things or, like, beauty in, like, that old school stuff, mm-hmm. but it's, like, it's all very sinister under the surface, which is kind of how you feel about the 50s anyways, because, like, I, I don't know, this movie, movie kind of felt a lot like WandaVision, and I was, like, you know, WandaVision also was, like, this idyllic, like, 50s thing with the sinister undertone, very similar. Mm-hmm. Even one of the guys who plays, uh, I think, the neighbor with the the wife who's, like, always pregnant, He's like one of them, uh, the guys that works with Vision in WandaVision. And oh, he was really yeah. funny. 
So he's just like got a thing and he's playing with it. I love it. But it is a similar tone and it is just like, yeah, it's, it looks good on the surface, but that shit is like extremely like dark underneath. Yeah, I think ultimately, like, I think I liked this movie. Like there's there's some stuff that doesn't totally add up, but this movie does interesting things. It's a big risk. And I like movies that are interesting. Like they don't nec- they don't have to totally work, but I can enjoy them because they try to do something different and a little a little bit innovative. And like I would agree like I don't know if this like totally lands, but I I enjoy the attempt. I respect it and I like like I agree with you 100%. We're the same. It's that's why we love horrors cuz that's where people Again, horror, not horse. Horror. We love the horror genre. Um, but in all like horror movies, that's like the place where people take risks. And this movie felt like a really big risk for Olivia Wilde after mm-hmm. Booksmart, which like, I mean, I thought that movie also looked great, but in a different way. This movie like really just showed that she can do a lot more. There's obviously some like personal stuff she's got to work out. But, you know, I'd love to see what she does next. I'm I'd be into it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, it's like you said, and like we've said several times, like not every movie has to be the greatest thing ever made. This movie has a lot to enjoy just on its own. And like, mm-hmm. I don't think that this is just a a fun movie or like a good time. Like, I think this movie actually is, has interesting things to it. Mm-hmm. And those things are what make the movie enjoyable. Now, we can all think of movies that are very interesting and complex and then they totally land. And that's what makes them incredible, timeless, amazing movies. This movie is not a timeless movie, but it's a very interesting movie. And I would be really interested in seeing Olivia Wilde doing another thriller, like mm-hmm. learning from this experience yeah, and doing another one and like growing from it. Yeah. I agree with that. I think I've, I'm into it. And also, I mean, I think the real lesson we've learned here is if, if your movie's maybe not the greatest, just cast Florence Pugh and, and she'll <laughs> she'll really save the day. A hundred percent. But I think we can say, yeah, Miss Flo is the real winner here. All right, everyone. I hope you had a good time listening to us. I feel like we we put up a real good fight for Don't Worry, Darling. Yeah, we basically just sat here and defended it from all the haters out there. So hopefully you might be open-minded and maybe give it a try. Hate is going to hate. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, if you hate it, then fuck off. I don't care. (laughs) Well, we are heading into that time of year where, you know, people get together with their families and try to uh, avoid talking politics and just watch football and stuff like that you know that thanksgiving time of year that's what it's about (laughs) it's about the football and the food and really that is the best part honestly what's your favorite thanksgiving food okay i was about to say thanksgiving what um i don't know definitely not turkey i will say i i don't really like turkey that much it's always just like like my dad was asking me like do you care like i might like try this thing i'm like i don't fucking care what you do to it it's just it's not gonna be great it's not gonna be horrible i'll eat it (laughs) it's just tradition you know whatever but i would probably say like i love the green bean casserole i don't know why Mm. that's always been my favorite and pumpkin pie too what about you i'm not a pump not a not a pumpkin pie person but i know my my sister a long time ago she would always make cheesy potatoes like scalloped potatoes oh yeah I eat a tub of those and then just go into a, just go into a coma <laughs> to sleep through all the games. It's, it's great. That is the best part. <laughs> it's the calm before the storm. Yeah, but like I'm cooking a lot. So like now, like as a kid, I loved it. Thanksgiving was great. Now I'm like, I fucking hate again. Every year we have to do this. I, I like the first few times we did like the full meal. I'm like, I can't believe my parents did this for so many years. I'm going to quit. <laughs> but based off Florence Pugh's cooking in. And don't worry, darling. I mean, I would love to be at that Thanksgiving. Holy shit. Even if it is virtual reality. Or they throw it on the floor and just fuck. <laughs> I'll eat it off the floor. It looks that good. I'll eat it off Florence Pugh. <laughs> you guys, you guys finish. I'll take care of this. Anyways, uh, so we are taking next week off. Yeah, we're thankful for that. Yeah, no podcast. 
but Nope is coming to Peacock. 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 And so the week after, we're starting December with Nope. Mm-hmm. Jordan Peele's Jaws in the Sky. And it's Did you awesome. say Gordon Peele? I said Jordan Peele. Okay. <laughs> I said Gordon Peele. And I was like, that's a weird mistake. I feel like that was intentional. <laughs> okay, yeah. Jordan Peele's Nope. And it's going to be great. We're going to talk a lot about that one. So make sure you watch it. And if, you, and if you're worried, if you're one of those people that's worried about it being really, really scary, it's more of a thriller. Don't worry. Get Out was scarier, in my opinion. I know you, you think this movie's very scary. Yeah, I'm scared of everything, though. True. But in the meantime, please continue to leave us alone. Yeah, thank you. We told you to leave us alone, and you didn't, because last week we've just been getting alerts, and you guys are just saying things, so stop that. Keep it down over there, okay? Just trying to live our lives here. Y'all are In just public. harassing us. Don't message us or whatever on social. Don't tell us what you want us to talk about. Just, you know, just listen peacefully. That's all. Yeah, if you send us recommendations, we won't watch them. We won't even acknowledge that you sent it. We're blocking immediately. <laughs> that's, that's the MO over here, so... You know, don't find us on the socials. Just don't tell it. We don't care what you think. We're going to do whatever we're going to do. But Get out of here. But yeah, I guess if you keep listening, then we'll see you around. Yeah. And in the meantime, have a, a food-filled Thanksgiving if you celebrate that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Regular exclusive. Out. <laughs> <laughs>